This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is Just the Two of Us Podcast. All right, so what's on the agenda today? Captain America. <laughs> no, Did you like that? No. <laughs> that, no. Was, that was a little weird, actually. Captain America. <laughs> now, what accent is that? <laughs> this one I made up. It was racist. That's what it was. What? <laughs> racist? This is it's, it's no specific accent. That, it's that, accent. that sounded mad racist, but that's... That's, not, uh, that's neither here nor why there. Why must everything be racist with you? Because it's the world we living in, our sister. Oh, God. We need to stay woke. Girl. Okay, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did I there? Did see what you did there. Yes. Well, anyway, today, yeah, we're going to uh, talk about Captain America 3, Woo-hoo! Civil War, give our give our thoughts on it, kind of like a kind of like a review of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be a spoiler heavy you know, discussion, so mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Do not listen. Just bookmark this podcast and come back to it later after you've seen it because, you know, it's, this is the best way to talk about it. So it's basically, it's not a review to get you to see the movie. It's a review for people who've already seen it. Right. <laughs> well, we thought about the movie. I know, they yeah. probably think, I already saw it. I don't care what you have to say, but here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We should start off and kind of do a little recap. Right. right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. For people who did see it and they need me to explain it to them. But a little refresher. Yeah, a little refresher. Uh, essentially, uh, Captain America 3, Civil War is a follow-up to Captain America 2, Winter Soldier. Um, and it's also a follow-up of Avengers Age of Ultron. And essentially, the, the premise of this movie is the uh, the world's leaders and nations have, have decided that the... The Avengers have, you know, caused too much destruction in the world without any sort of oversight. Right. They've gone through and they've saved the world, you know, numerous times before, Mm -hmm. saved people. But after what happened in the Age of Ultron with the... um, the event in Sarkovia, and a fictional Eastern European country where you know many people perished, mm-hmm. uh, they decided that you know they wanted to have some oversight over the Avengers. So, essentially, the the world's leaders came up with a, an accord, an agreement called the Sarkovia Accords. So they wanted all the Avengers to sign. So they wanted Iron Man to sign it, and Captain America, and Black Widow, and Scarlet Witch, and all these folks. Saying that, you know, we'll essentially tell you what to do, where to go, because they want to have some, some sort of control over It was them. essentially like a registration, right, is what they were calling it. Was that... Well, kind Was that different? That was kind of that different. That was kind of yeah. like... They didn't really bring that up in the movie, which I was kind of confused yeah, about. Yeah, they, they didn't want them to register. Like, registration is something that's from the comics version mm-hmm. of this story. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to really talk about the comic stuff much in this podcast, because... Essentially, I haven't read any of those comics. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not a comic book guy. I just have a, you know, I have a, a general outline of, like, the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I didn't read any comics. So I don't know all the storylines and the different differences between the comics and the movies and all that. Like, right. I don't have time for all that. I'm, <laughs> you know, all I know is, like, the movies and what I've seen right. in the movies. So, right. so uh, here, it was more of just having oversight over them because, mm-hmm. you know, they were just, you know. Wilding out. No, yeah, they, they were, yeah, they were wild. I mean, they they were, you know, they were violating sovereign, you know, sovereign nations' borders, and you mm-hmm. know, they were they were extra legal in their activities. Right. 
Uh, well, essentially, it, it boiled down to there was two sides on, uh, on this issue. You know, Tony Stark, Iron Man, who was on one side, he felt as though he you know started to feel guilty for all the lives that were lost, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, we should sign this, we should have some oversight, especially since he was the one who also you know, created Ultron, which caused all the trouble in the last movie. Mm-hmm. And on the other side was Captain America. And, you know, Captain America's, you know, position essentially was he didn't, you know, he he didn't trust governments. He didn't trust mm-hmm. men because he thought they would ha- all have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, bore out from what happened in Winter Soldier when he discovered that Hydra had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, like, mm-hmm. you know, Robert Redford's character, I don't even know what he was. I think he's maybe been the Secretary of Defense or something like that. Something of that nature. Yeah, or Head of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know who he was. But, you know, he turned out to be a Hydra agent. So he, so Captain America just had no faith in humanity. Right. And trust, trust in those men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during the, the course of this debate, you know, when they're signing these accords, um, you know, the the king of Wakanda is killed in a terrorist attack that was, you know, appears to be, have appears to have done by uh, the Winter Soldier, Bucky, which is uh, Captain America's old friend. And essentially the movie plays out with the two sides going back and forth. Captain America's trying to protect Bucky because he doesn't think Bucky did it or, you know, he thinks Bucky can't control, you know, has no control over his actions because he was brainwashed by Hydra and versus, you know, Tony Stark and his side is trying to bring Bucky to justice. Right. So essentially that's how the movie played out for a good two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> essentially. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't need to say more. You guys have seen it, I, I assume. So I no need to get bogged down into the details at this point. Well, all right. Thank you for that recap, refresher. Um, so let's start with the questions. All right. Go ahead. Shoot. The dialogue. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, what team were you on? I am... Wholeheartedly, emphatically, without reservation or equivocation, <laughs> Team Iron Man. Okay, well, I'm on right. Tony Stark's side. All right, because my deal was that was I felt I felt there should be some limitations on these you know these super beings and these super quote unquote heroes. Mm-hmm. It's like yes, they're doing good and they're helping people, but on the other hand, are we are you know, are we just going to let them do whatever they want as well? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying we should just, like, you know, there, there should should have been, like, some control of them, per se. There should have been some measure of control. Mm-hmm. There should have been some, you know, some kind of, you know, repercussions or something for their acts. Because they could just go ahead to a country, fly in on their speedy jet, drop down, you know, destroy buildings and trying to save people, and then they fly out again, and then those people are left behind to pick up the pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like... You know, you know, Captain America's thing was, you know, you know, he can't trust, you know, all these people, these politicians and all these leaders, they have their own agendas. Mm-hmm. How can we trust them? And it's like, but how can, you know, the people put myself in the shoes of the people, you know, in, in this universe, in this movie is like, how right. can we trust you, Captain America? Like you say you're a good guy, mm-hmm. but you are still also a man and you have your own motivations and your own intentions you know mm-hmm. and that was played out when the fact that he was like trying to protect bucky at all costs like mm-hmm. yeah I-, I know that's your boy and all but yo man you gotta chalk him up as a loss <laughs> you know what i'm right. saying I mean, he's trying to help Bu- you know help bucky but it's like dude a lot of people got hurt in the in the course of you trying to protect bucky mm-hmm. so in-, in that respect i i was pretty much team iron man i mean i just feel though there should have been some some sort of measure of control over 
over the heroes, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and what, the details of which, you know, are another discussion of, like, exactly how it's going to work, you know, but it should have been something. Right. Um, as for me, I mean, I didn't go into the movie, like, with a side. Um, I wanted to see, like, really, like, how this all was going to play out. But, um, yeah, I think I kind of, I think I might be, uh, Team Captain America, actually. Oh boy. oh, boy. No, I understand, like, Iron Man's side, for sure. Um, but I think, like, if you've got these, like, aliens and stuff coming or like you know you know just all these like super evil people that could like really destroy the world like maybe we don't want so much oversight where you know the government is sitting up there trying to figure out what should we do should we handle this ourselves you know like could you really rely on the government to make the decision to like call in the avengers or would they think that they you know have enough and then like uh captain america would say like have enough um force rather i didn't finish that sentence but like you know or you know are all these politics going to come into play you know like captain america was saying so i kind of I mean, I see, you know, I can't help it. I'm a Libra. I see both sides of the story. And I'm an attorney, and I'm trained <laughs> to see both sides of the equation. Whatever. Zodiac trumps all. Anyway. <laughs> Zodiac trumps the law. Does. Zodiac trumps I'm jurisprudence. Saying for, no, I'm just saying for my, like, that's how I am as a person. I always, like, see or try to see both sides of the story. No, I see both points. Um, definitely, like, I mean, if it were up to me, they should just come together come up with some compromise because I don't see why they couldn't come to some compromise and some agreement. Because it like wasn't me. in the script, Tracy. I know. It would, be, it would have been a much shorter scripts. movie <laughs> if they came to a compromise. And it would be five minutes, right? <laughs> like, okay. Mm. But, you yeah. mm. I think that, yeah, I was probably leaning more toward Captain America. Um, so, all right. So now that that's out of the way, what did you think of the movie? I thought the movie was awesome no it was really good like i'm still i'm not quite sure it was it was as good as winter soldier to be honest yeah no i I agree with that like Mm -hmm. to me winter soldier was like kind of like the perfect movie and this movie had some issues albeit minor issues Mm -hmm. but it still had issues when i look at like winter soldier and look back on that i'm thinking I don't think that movie had any weaknesses to me. Like, Winter Soldier was awesome because Winter Soldier felt more like a complete film. I mean, it was, mm. you know, it was essentially a spy thriller wrapped up in the, um, you know, in the clothing of a superhero comic book movie. You know, mm. it was it was at its core. It was a suspense thriller, a political thriller, you know, espionage with double crosses and double agents and things like that. And I was like, wow, that, that was like a really good movie. And this mm. movie was... It was more of a typical comic book movie, you know, more like the Avengers movies because they had just so many, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so many superheroes in in this particular film. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a, in that way, it, it kind of felt bloated. More felt like more of like a showcase for all the action and just having all these characters. Yeah. But, um, but the 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 issues that were talked talked about in the movie. I mean, the philosophical issues on you know whether or not 
you want oversight over these heroes and then how far you would go to like help a friend what's right and what's wrong that was mm. some like pretty heavy stuff that you don't usually see in comic book movies mm. so that was you know that was pretty good and like I said even though it seemed kind of bloated it was a lot of characters like they did a darn good job of still making it like a streamlined film like mm-hmm. they they did a great job of balancing all those characters yeah, I mean I it was agree. like it didn't feel like it was too many characters. Mm-hmm. It just because of the way they introduced them, and you know, and I noticed a lot of other people felt the same way about, you know, they did a great job because even though it's called Captain America, mm-hmm. and you would think, oh, it's going to be a Captain America movie, it's Captain America focused. They had all these other people, and then you start thinking with well, all these other heroes they added to the movie. It's like, oh man, this is going to be a Captain America movie, it's just an Avengers movie. But then they pared it down to its core, which was a Captain America movie where it was him versus Tony fighting over one man, which is Bucky, because they had all those heroes, but then they they wrote them out of the story, you know, and then the last act was pretty much those three characters going Mm -hmm. up against each other, Mm -hmm. which was great because it it came back down to the core. So they did a good job of, like, working with everything, making this big spectacle, but then also bringing it back and making it an intimate you know, an intimate story between just a couple of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, to, uh, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um, for me personally, I felt like, I didn't feel like there were, I won't say there were too many characters, maybe slightly, but yeah, they did a good job at, you know, kind of giving everybody their little piece you know of the story like including everybody for me initially like every time I kept seeing or hearing about it before they really started to promote it yeah I was kind of like why isn't this an Avengers movie like I don't know like that was me but I mean I don't follow the comics so if this is how it went in the comic books then by all means like follow the comic book I'm I'm not saying that they shouldn't but yeah for me like it was it was kind of like this is Captain America I don't know it just kind of was you know it was it was a little like I had to keep reminding myself it was a Captain America movie right like that was you know but that's just that's just my own me in my head like I was like oh right this Captain America is Captain America because I kept wanting to call it an Avengers movie right so you know because there were just so many yeah because it was essentially it was an (laughs) Avengers it's like everybody except for the Hulk and Thor exactly yeah it was everyone but the Hulk and Thor (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like well okay but yeah I mean I guess yeah like I mean if that's like how it was in the comic books then you know by all means i mean and maybe in the comic books you get more in depth and so it makes more sense to have everybody in like you know like i'm thinking was you know in the comic books that everybody kind of have their say like get involved and i mean they did like to an extent but you know what i'm saying like more background to fill it in and make it like make it make sense that yes all these people need to come together to make this movie essentially to you know uh, get across the point that you know this is this side and this is that side so yeah yeah but I mean other than that I mean yeah I mean sometimes I felt like you know there were too many people but I don't know yeah I mean it's it wasn't bad so you give your, your ambivalence is because they did a great job of balancing it because right. like intellectually you're thinking there's no way you can have these ten superheroes fighting each other at the same time, you know, at an airport. <laughs> Intellectually, you're thinking that's just too many people. But then when you think back and think about how the movie flow, you're like, mm. you know what? They actually did a good job of balancing yeah, all like those people. Yeah, thinking back to, like, who did they talk to? Like, all the characters that, you know, um, 
said something, you know, kind of said their piece, like the part that they played in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like what they brought to the table, like why Black Panther was a part of, like, because I was curious as to how he got brought into all of this, you know, before. Right. The way they worked everybody in made mm-hmm. sense. And also until they had that big fight at the at the airport, mm-hmm. it was a good, It was. It, it, they pretty much only had maybe three or four of the superheroes together in a scene mm-hmm. having dialogue with each other when you think about right. it like you know there was a you know outside the opening sequence when they were going after crossbones there was you know there was a scene where it was captain america bucky and and black panther racing down the street mm-hmm. there was another scene where it was tony black widow and bucky fighting at the uh, mm-hmm. at the office mm-hmm. And, and that's how the movie went. There was a lot of scenes with just three people. There was it was Hawkeye, the Vision, and oh, Scarlet Witch. God, yeah, See, it's like there's so many people. at at Tony's house. Or right. Whatever. So they did a good job of like, okay, we're gonna have a bunch of scenes where it's just three or four Avengers together mm-hmm. doing their thing, talking, 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 and that they kind of did that in clusters throughout the movie right. until they got to the big scene where it was five on five, mm-hmm. and then they pared it down to where it was just the final three that was at the core of the conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. So they so did a they good, did job good job of, of balancing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And vision. I forgot you, about you him. forgot about the vision. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> so many people. But yeah. So that that was um, overall. I thought the movie was good. But like you said, I don't know if it was as good as um, Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Because to me, to me, that was like, that was like the best like Marvel Cinematic I think a lot universe. of people say that. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> was that was, was pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. it was it was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. So. Moving on. Yeah. Um, so what did you think of the new character, Black Panther? Um, I can't say that I'm like a Black Panther fan just because I said before I'm not like a comic book guy, so yeah. I never read the comic book. I mean, knew who Black Panther was, you right. know, just generally speaking. I knew his character, but I, any other details beyond like he's like, you know, the king or he was the son of the king mm-hmm. in Wakanda and he wore a black suit. <laughs> That's that's all I know about him, mm-hmm. but it was cool to see him. Like it's it's nice that they're finally you know not finally but they're finally bringing like a tier one superhero of color into the universe because mm-hmm. you know we already had you know um, Rhodey you know mm-hmm. you know War War Machine we already had like Falcon mm-hmm. but now but they're kind of like psychers they're, they're the sidekicks let's let's be honest right. but now Black Panther is someone who's getting their own solo movies so like yes right. we got That's someone who's awesome. like a, he's going to be a top tier guy mm-hmm. it's going to be a 150 million dollar budget movie right and it was cool to see him like you know the way you know he fought and like his motivation like it was cool because he was like singular in his his motivation in the movie. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill the dude that killed my father. Done. You know, Simple. Right. I want my daddy's records. Like, he's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to kill that guy. And that's what he wanted. I mean, right. that was just the whole thing. Didn't get off track. Yeah. He didn't just, get off track. Yeah. He's like, I don't care about all this other stuff. Yeah, when, you know, I'm not picking sides. Like, <laughs> Right, exactly. Like, Hawkeye yeah. tried to introduce himself at the fight in the airport. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I don't I'm, care. He's like, I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> he's like, dude, he's I don't like, care who I you don't are. I don't care. All right. Yeah, so it was cool. And then Chadwick Boseman was was good. Like he he played he he was played the role well. Mm -hmm. You know he was cool, and 
you know, debonair and but nice you know, to see that he will have his own movie. Right. Yeah, you know, he's so regal nice. and like, you know, presented that regal mm-hmm. personality. So it's like it it was nice. I, yeah. I liked him. That was awesome. Well, I agree with all that you said. I don't have any other additional comments, so <laughs> um what did you think of Spider Man showing up? Spider Man was the big sur- awesome quote unquote surprise. I was yeah, the surprise that like that everyone everybody knew, knew about, right. Exactly. I was un I wasn't sure of how I was going to react to Spider-Man or how that was going to carry out. Because, like, when they were, you know, developing the movie and they were producing it, you know, Marvel was negotiating with Sony to use Spider-Man in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they didn't finalize that deal until while they were, like, actually shooting the film. You know, they were already in production when they finalized that deal. And his scenes, you know, he had a couple of scenes. It's, you could easily see how if they didn't, if, if Marvel didn't work out that deal with Sony to use the character in this film, you can see how they could have easily excised that character from from the movie. Mm-hmm, you know, right. I mean, it, it's kind of like Marvel's probably going in with the idea like, cool, cool, we love to have Spider-Man in it. We got the script written. We're in production. Mm-hmm. But if we don't get him, no Just, big deal. Right. You we won't right. even notice. Mm-hmm. So, and when you think of it like that, you might think, oh, well, because of that, you know, it's probably like, you know, superfluous. Like, you didn't need Spider-Man in there. But mm-hmm. it worked. It still worked organically within the plot of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was awesome. Like, he was like the Peter Parker that you remember from the comics. I mean, they recast mm-hmm. the role. Mm-hmm. And they went younger. They went to mm-hmm. a kid who's actually, like, high school age mm-hmm. to play a high school age Peter Parker. And it's, you know, they kind of re- they're rebooting the character. So, it's now he's only been Spider-Man for six months. Mm-hmm. And it it was cool because it was just like how you would think of Spider-Man in comic. Yeah. I, I read Spider-Man when I was in uh, mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I read The Amazing Spider-Man. That was There was like three Spider-Mans at the time. But oh, my gosh. Then there was a fourth one that was just Spider-Man. But <laughs> there was Amazing Spider-Man. There was Web of Spider-Man. Spectacular <laughs> Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. <laughs> and I, but I was, I was reading Amazing Spider-Man. That was the okay. one I read. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that you know, it's the Spider-Man of what I remember. He was, he was cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. He was funny, and it was, it was, he was like yeah. a kid in a candy store. I mean, he had, he had probably like the best one-liners in the movie, oh, yeah, pretty much. Sure. You know, everyone laughed and cheered when he was on screen, and it wasn't. It didn't feel contrived to me that Spider-Man was in the movie. Mm-hmm. It was definitely an addition to the movie. It was nice to see, yeah. I thought it was a good addition. Um, he was hilarious. Um, at first, yeah, because see, I forgot that they were rebooting <laughs> this all over again. So, you know, I was like, why is Spider-Man like 12? But um, yeah, he was hilarious. Like, yeah, I'm glad like they got, you know, that all worked out to have him in the movie. So yeah, that was um, a nice quote unquote surprise. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was cool. Made... Um, Added something different to the fight scenes for sure. So um, yeah, because he definitely brought the the levity to it. I mean, like mm-hmm. if he kept talking and you know, like mm-hmm. this is so cool, and then like at <laughs> one like, point, you got a metal arm. I know he's talking cool. to Buck. He's like, that's cool. <laughs> and then at one point, Falcon was like, you know, usually you know people don't talk during these fights. You know, what I'm <laughs> I know. he's like, what are you doing? Why do you keep talking? Yeah, and everyone's like, where did he come from? Like, where did this kid come <laughs> <Right>. from, you know? <laughs> where did they get this guy? Right. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, it was it was good. Because, you know, what I was thinking about and, and just a minute ago, um, one of the things that I thought was, well, this is kind of slightly off topic, but just I, I didn't feel like we got a lot of laughs from um, Robert Downey Jr. this time around, mm-hmm. like Iron Man. Like, he wasn't, you know, he was definitely more serious in this movie. I mean, he had a few little right. zings, but you know, he usually brings a lot of the, the comic relief to the movie, so 
Yeah, I was I, wondering why I, they. Well, I think that is indicative of the of the movie and the subject matter. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, it's not the it's, he's not the same Tony Stark of Iron Man One, where mm-hmm. you know he was like the the playboy, you know, right. cracking jokes, making fun mm-hmm. of things, and just living the life, living the dream. Mm-hmm. This is like a a a, a world weary, war torn. You know Tony Stark, who's right. you know on the outs with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's you know been in dangerous, life-threatening situations. He's right. seen his. Uh, he's you know been involved with people dying, mm-hmm. the world almost ending. You can so see it on his face. You can see it. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he's he was, been tried. He's been tried. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he wasn't as mm-hmm. you know as funny. And I th- I think it made sense for that for that character. I mean, from the moment, for yeah. the first time, like you see, not the first time you see him on screen, but the second time where he's in the meeting with the rest of the Avengers where they bring up the, you know, Sokovia Accords, you can see him sitting in the back of the conference room right. and he's just kind of, you know, has this, uh, you know, dour look on his face. Mm-hmm. And you can see it there that he's like, you know, just tired of everything. Right, exactly. Yeah, he's not like, you know, his usual uh, flamboyance, you know, jovial self you know he's just more like yeah he's just kind of tired of it all um so great uh sorry i was looking down at what our next part of the conversation yeah what do you want to talk about next what um so what was your like favorite part of the movie do you have a favorite like character do you have uh a favorite scene i i i'm gonna go first yeah go ahead (laughs) i'll say no because i just really um i think a lot of people (laughs) loved the scene um i don't know who she was but the the woman (laughs) who was um, oh homegirl yeah like yeah uh, who was she supposed to be like they didn't explain it panther but but i think you know it's from the comics okay but she's like part of his like royal like like, security security or something yeah yeah that scene yeah (laughs) she was like move or or be (laughs) move and he comes out like as entertaining as this (laughs) would be (laughs) It was great. Um, so that was like definitely a favorite scene. A lot of people seem to like that as well. Um, what else did I like? Um, I just, I mean, I'm always in awe of all the special effects and you know all. Oh, of the... you know, it was awesome. What? I'm kind of hijacking your That's answer, okay. no, but the the like obviously all the stunts were great, but the one that like had everyone gasping, at least in the theater when we saw it, like I felt as though like people were like, ooh, whoa. Was when Bucky grabbed the motorcycle in oh, like and mid like air and flipped it around, around and then like, went going in the other yeah, direction. That was that amazing. was nice. That was great. Everyone was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it was cool. Because it was also that was more of a more quote unquote simple practical stunt mm-hmm. as opposed to having all these explosions and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. like this is like a simple on the ground mm-hmm. i'm going to get this bike in like midair flip it around and mm-hmm. ride in the other direction right and that was like pretty nice yeah that was sweet yeah for, oh my god i just remembered that um yeah that was awesome um there was another thing i can't remember i enjoyed the the fight scene with uh black widow and the two guys in lagos Mm, yeah. Through the market. Yeah, so, through the yeah, market. That was good. Um, what about you? Uh, I mean, there's so much that I did like. I mean, I really enjoyed like the Spider-Man scene when he mm-hmm. was, you know, Spider-Man talking to Tony Stark. 
I enjoyed it like when Spider-Man comes home and then like Aunt, <laughs> Aunt May's there chilling with Tony Stark, <laughs> sitting a little close on the on the couch. You know, mm-hmm. Marissa, Marissa Tomei. Shout out to Marissa Tomei. Ronnie, Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, she's getting all uh, close. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and then when I saw her, because I, I remember reading a while back that Marissa Tomei was cast as Aunt May, but uh. I, I completely dismissed that and I forgot it when the movie yeah. came on. Mm-hmm. And I and I see Marissa Tomei there and I'm like, oh, what's... This ain't the Aunt May I remember. <laughs> right. Because I tell you, reading the comics, Aunt May was always some old lady with gray hair, mm-hmm. which didn't make sense. Like, this is a more age-appropriate casting. So, Marissa Tomei is 51, right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't look it. She doesn't look at, it at all. all. No, she doesn't. So oh, my she's, God. So, she's 51, and, you know, Spider-Man is supposed to be in high school, right? right. So, let's so say makes... Spider-Man's 16. Mm-hmm. So, that makes, you know, Aunt May, or Marissa Tomei, 35 years his senior. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense if, like, you know, Aunt May is, you know, his mother or his father's sister. Right, Because they, exactly. you would think they like, would be around yeah, the same yeah. age, somewhere in the 30s. So, her being his aunt makes a lot more sense than, like, the, when they were in the comics, it was always some old lady yeah, with gray like, hair. Yeah, it looks like his grandma. Right, exactly. Yeah. That, that didn't make any sense. I mean, that's like, you know, I don't know, a CIA agent named Sharon Carter <laughs> having a hundred-year-old aunt I, named Peggy Carter. I mean, right. that just makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, it didn't clarify that at all. And that was, as a tangent, yeah, I didn't like that. Like, they didn't explain, like, that Agent Carter... Um, Peggy Carter was her aunt, right? Mm. They never explained if that's her aunt, aunt, or her great aunt. aunt right. Because Peggy Carter was over a hundred at that yeah. point. I mean, she was in World War Two, helping you know the Allies and mm-hmm. you know the the SSI and all that stuff. So that was, let's say she's like in her twenties. Let's mm. give her twenty five right there. Mm. World War Two was what from forty one to forty seven as far as the U.S.'s involvement, right? Mm-hmm. So basically, let's. It's like she had to be at least like a hundred years old because I mean the, the war ended yeah. sev- oh, seventy oh, yeah, years sure. ago. Yeah, seventy years ago. And if you if you are a conservative and say she was twenty five at the time, that makes her ninety five. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's no reason for this young woman played Who by Emily Van Camp to be no more than thirty. Thirty, right? Exactly. Have a, a ninety five year old aunt. aunt, right? <laughs> and that's the one thing I, I I wish they would have explained that her that was her great aunt, yeah. rather than her aunt, because then that makes a little bit more sense. Because it's like yeah. her grandmother's sister or grandfather's sister that makes more sense than no that's my one of my parents sisters like mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. and so i didn't like that but i i digress um well, yeah you, yeah you talk about other things my my, my well i'm still talking about my favorite oh, yeah, stuff. Okay, okay, yeah okay. I, I mean okay. i like the scene with marissa tomei and, and uh, robert donnie jr and spider-man in department yeah that was great. um i really what else did i enjoy um well, I like Spider-Man as a character. I mean, his fight scene was great. Um, I I liked... I mean, that was pretty much like the stuff I that really stood out to me. Everything else was just really good and solid. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was just done very well. Mm-hmm. But those things just really just really stood out to things like I I really really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously it was full of humor, so I always liked the little jokes. And, right. Mm-hmm. And one thing I I always like I'm always like a um, a universe type guy when it comes to like 
television shows and movies. Like I always like it when they when people who produce these things, these products, mm-hmm. treat them as a universe where there is something beyond like the actual, mm-hmm. you know, show or show. movie you're watching. Right. So I just love the share you know I love like the callbacks to the other movies, mm-hmm. the other uh other movies or the other, you know, Marvel properties and T V shows. Right. So I like it when they when they drop those little hints. You know, mm-hmm. I love it when people come in like, you know, we haven't seen Ant Man yet, but when Ant Man came into the movie and then, you know, he had a little back and forth with Falcon. Right. Because they, they had something in the last movie where they talked to each other. I guess maybe it's the post credit scene or something. Oh, okay. So, you know, I like that there's there's this universe. Because it makes the, the product just feel more real yeah, and lived and in. Yeah, and really complete, you know. You right. don't have these holes, essentially. You know, they're really good at creating a really complete world. I mean, you may have some little thoughts as to why this happened or that happened right like but, yeah and I, I had to and i had to read up on it but i i forgot because it's been a while since we saw winter soldier mm-hmm. but it makes more sense you probably should see winter soldier before you see this just to refresh your memory uh-huh. but in the end when you know tony sees the video of bucky killing his parents in mm-hmm. 1991 mm-hmm. and I, I read up on it it's like I, apparently captain america found out about that in the winter soldier when it was a scene when him and Black Widow went to that bunker, mm-hmm. that place where they found like the computer set up and like it was playing all these videos. All the and, videos. And oh, it, it explained they about show... Hydra and all right, that stuff. Yeah. And they were talking about like, you know, Hydra was responsible for this, 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 all these mm-hmm. things through history. And one of them was, was you know, Hydra was responsible for killing um, Howard Stark. And they showed, like, you know, what happened with the car and Bucky. Yeah. That was from Winter Soldier. Okay. So, like, yeah, because I remember all the videos, yeah. Right, exactly. So, that's something, like, like oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, I didn't get it at the time. So, I was like, wait a minute. How does he know? How does Captain America know right. how do you find out that this that? happened? But that's because it happened in the last movie. Mm-hmm. So, I always like those little things that, like, these little callbacks right. that happen yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, um, yeah, it makes you, yeah, you definitely have to see the other movies, (laughs) like, to kind of put it all together. I mean, it, I mean, you could see them on their own, but it really makes sense to see all these. Yeah, I mean, most importantly, for this movie, I would say, if you're going to, if you're going to see this movie, most importantly, you would, you should see the first two Captain Americas, Mm -hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron. Yeah. And I would say those are the most important ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if you haven't seen the first Avengers, watch that as well because you know they talk about the destruction of New York in that movie. Mm-hmm. But definitely, like the first two Captain Americas and Age of Ultron are like must sees before you see this movie. This movie, yeah. Um, were you done? Yeah. No. Yeah. Things? Yeah. No, that was my favorite. What was the, did you talk about your favorite things? Yeah, I, went, that? I went first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. What's what's next? Uh, what else you want to talk about? Um. Well, we kind of talked about this a little bit already about like did, well, sort of, or alluded to. Did everything make sense to you in the movie, the plot and everything? And we kind of got into it with um, you know um, what's my call it? Uh, what's her name? What is the the niece's name? Sharon. Sharon. Okay. Sharon. Yeah, Sharon. So yeah, I mean, we kind of talked about it with that like whole thing not really making too much sense that she's so much younger than her aunt oh, Peggy. Oh, are you going to talk about them? 
them together. Yes. That made no sense. Yeah. Like, that, I didn't need that in the movie, and, and I thought that was really creepy We're, we're not weird. the only ones who felt that okay, way. I've come ahead. to find out, like, other people feel that way, too. It, it came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, right? I was like, did I for miss? Because she was in the last... Right, she was in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier, right. And I was like, it, did we it, miss something? I mean, at first, it was kind of like, because, you know, she was, you know, her role in Winter Soldier, like, she lived next door to him, and, he, you know, she right, was like a she, nurse. Yeah. But that was her cover. She was actually right. for the CIA, and she was watching her watching or shield agent right. she was watching you know captain america on behalf of of dick fury right and there was kind of something there but not really like they didn't right. really go there it was uh, actually more of a flirtatious relationship between him and black widow that was right that was more prominent in the yeah. movie than anything he had with sharon but then all right. of a sudden it's like he kissing up on sharon like yeah, what? That where that come weird. from and i didn't I didn't care for that. <laughs> I was just like, it was, just, was kind of creepy. And I'm just like... It's creepy because he was like into her aunt back in the it, day. Yes. Yeah. And he's technically 90-something years old or whatever how old he is. He's as old as Peggy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, ew. But yeah, it was just it was out of the blue for me. I didn't understand. I was sitting there like, did was there something going on that I missed? Like, did something happen in the last movie I forgot about? I could not understand what was going on. But yeah, that was something that was didn't make yeah, too that, much sense. That was yeah, that was something they didn't really That was probably like the biggest thing to me. Um out of the movie. What else? I don't know if there's anything else that I thought was out of place or what did you think about um Zemo? He's the guy who like orchestrated everything and try to get the, was he from something from previously before? I don't think they actually showed him before. Okay. But the the explanation his backstory was he you know, he lived in Sokovia with his family, and right. his family was killed in Sokovia during so that incident. So, did they show his family? Because no, he mentioned the building and stuff, and I was trying to think back. Did we see a family get killed in a build? No, because I don't think we they showed anyone actually get killed. Well, not like that, but just kind of like, oh, we couldn't say it. Like, save everyone? Yeah, you know, I don't like know. one of those like, far off, like, oh my god, they're still, you know... I don't think so. I don't remember. Okay. But he, yeah. I guess, and he used to be like, I think he may have been in Hydra, or he or used to be, or he was, he's definitely like was working for like the Sokovia Intelligence Agency or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Now that I mentioned him, the thing that got me that was weird was the um, the whole room service thing. Remember the room service? The woman would come and bring like the the, the oh, orange yeah, juice the egg, and, and whatever bacon, it was, whatever. yeah, bacon. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then at the end, like he had, he called her from wherever he was, and right. then told her, "Yeah, you know, bring I want to bring the room service and come on in." And she comes right. in and she finds the body of the guy that he. You know, impersonated. He took over the act, the actual psychologist who was supposed to like examine yeah. Bucky. Right. And I, I mean, someone said somewhere that I guess the reason they did that was so he can. He kept ordering the same thing every day mm-hmm. to set her up for the point where she felt comfortable enough to go to in, just come into the to room. just come to his room so she could find. The guy, like I don't, I just don't understand that. That wasn't clear to me at all. Like it, mm-hmm. that really wasn't, you know. And and actually, I thought he was like bringing her in there so he could like blow her up, like find the yeah. bomb and blow her up because he had the bomb in like the closet. But I right. guess it was just the same, the same bomb, the electromagnetic bomb that they sent to the power plant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that whole thing was weird to me. And now to me, that was probably the weakest thing in the movie, just because to me there wasn't much 
clarification on what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Um... What did you think? Well, we're still talking about Zemo. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the end when Zemo was going to kill himself and the you know the magical Black Panther <laughs> came through and he says, no, 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 Mr. White Man, I am not <laughs> going to let you die today. I'm going to forgive you for killing my father and throwing my country into despair. I'm going to stop you from killing yourself. How did you feel about that turn of events? <sighs> That's like a long sigh from you over there. <laughs> I was well. Do you remember that though? You remember? No, like, I totally remember. Okay, no, yeah. I totally remember that um, scene. What did I think about? It? I'm trying to think about what my first thoughts were about it. I mean, because because uh, we talked about before, like Black Panther was on a singular mission. Like he thought Bucky was responsible for, it. so he spent the entire movie like after Bucky, after yeah. Bucky, right? Mm-hmm. Until he like overheard. The conversation and realized mm-hmm. that it was Zemo who orchestrated the whole thing. Right. And then, you know, he was actually going to go kill Zemo, but then he changed his mind and then stopped Zemo from killing himself. And I'm like, I don't know, player. Like, <laughs> I can understand you not wanting to kill him yourself anymore, but if he was going to kill himself, then I'm like, he kind of solves that problem for right, you. Right, exactly. I mean, that's like his punishment for like killing your father. You know, he kills himself. And they never explained that. I don't think they explained what happened to him. No, they just kind of left it at that. Yeah, did he take did him he back to, to Wakanda and put him in like some prison? Oh, they did have him locked up. They did. They have it in that. They had him in the thing that they put Bucky in that that capsule thing. Remember mm, they that's right. They, they took did. him to yeah. Nigeria, right? Did is it, that where not, not Nigeria? Well, isn't that where Black Panther is? No, Wakanda. Oh, my bad. It's a fictional African country. <laughs> well, side note. That's where they were. Side note. Then, you know they were looking out. And then, yeah, you know. yeah. Okay, but let me tell you this funny story. Someone asked me today uh, this week. I was talking about the mm-hmm. Captain America movie to someone this week, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, kind of, because this person hadn't seen all the movies, mm-hmm. so I was kind of just trying to give my best like synopsis of all the plot points and mm-hmm. trying to explain how we got to this point of Captain America. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned like Black Panther and how he's from like Wakanda. <laughs> and this person said is that a real country? And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. Are you asking me if Wakanda <laughs> is a real country? <laughs> and he was serious. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell this person no, no. <laughs> it's not a real African country called Wakanda. <laughs> Every time I think of it, I'm like, did they make that up? Like, did they think of Rwanda and Uganda? And well, you're gonna have to ask like <laughs> Stan Lee or whoever created that character like, 50 years ago. It's a 50 year old character, you know? Yeah, so whatever was going on in the 60s, man. I don't know. It's like every time I just think of other, I was like, did they just create like make up? Like, take other countries and smash them all together to make Wakanda. I just thought that was funny. Like, I don't know every country in Africa or every every continent in Africa, as uh, raven right. Simone says. Oh, I was like, no, you, you're right. <laughs> every continent in Africa. Right. Every continent in Africa, whatever she said. Whatever she says, yeah. But if someone were to tell me a fake African name, I would know it's not a real country. Like, I can't name them all, but if someone told me, 
It's yeah, Wakanda, a real a, country. Like if you said a city, that's yeah, another thing. Right, but but like country, nah. Yeah, if someone asked me a question, is Wakanda <laughs> a, a country in Africa? I'd be like, no, that's something that's made up. Like not not having any knowledge of Black Panther, I would just know that Wakanda is not the name of a country in Africa. So I was very surprised when this person said, "Hey, uh, is that a real country?" <laughs> You'll have to tell me off. Uh, uh, yeah, show who uh, I'll tell you off show who, who said that. But anyway, interesting. Yeah. Um. I'm just doing a little uh, Wikipedia work here and looking up. There's a lot of iterations of Zemos. Okay. There's like a um, like a lot. Oh. Like various. Okay. Right. That's, I mean, that's not just for all these character, uh, these comic book characters though. Like, there's always different iterations, and different mm. stories, and like different ways of telling a story. I mean, it's 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 always a lot. I guess it started off with Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. So in the comics, you know. Okay. So yeah, then it goes on. I mean, I didn't want to go into. I was just saying, look, there's a lot of Zemos, like various iterations. Right, and it's and it's Zemo. funny how you know a lot of people when it comes to these comic book movies, people who are real comic fans who buy comics and read them all the time, how some of them are very protective of them and get upset when like the movies change stuff around as far as the origins of characters mm-hmm. or their story arcs and I'm like yeah but you have to realize this is a completely different medium it's a completely different medium mm-hmm. you're, you're going to have to make changes to fit that medium to fit that particular story you're telling in a two hour film so it's like you know there's different like you said there's different iterations of, of Zemo and how his character has been and you know mm-hmm. they decided for this movie to go in a different direction with you know mm-hmm. to make it fit with the story they were trying to tell so right. I mean it's, it's pretty it's pretty good because I think with Black Panther like I think in the comics like his father is killed by you know somebody called like the claw or something like that mm-hmm. right as opposed to the movie he's killed in a bombing that was you know f- that by orchestrated by Zemo with frame Bucky for mm-hmm. and because it fits this particular movie you know it doesn't erase what happens in the comics mm-hmm. for Black Panther that stuff still exists it's just, this is just a different telling of that same story so it's kind of interesting how some people really get up in arms over it mm-hmm. it's crazy yeah this is a very deep world <laughs> because it's just so many you know characters and then when they kind of like reboot them and all that stuff it's a lot going on. Let me uh, ask you this, unless you had another question. Nope. Um, so we saw, you know, we, we saw Black Panther be introduced to the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. in this movie. We saw Spider-Man come to this universe. And now the next Spider-Man movies are still going to be owned by Sony. Mm-hmm. But Marvel is handling the creative aspects of it as far as, like, writing the story and all that. Mm-hmm. But Sony Pictures is going to be responsible for distributing, marketing the film, and all that. Mm. Um, are are you looking forward to either seeing either of those movies? And if so, you know the new Spider Man movie and the yeah. Black Panther movie. If yeah, so, yeah. what what are you looking forward to? What would you like to see? Like, what even though you might not know much about those characters now, like what do you think is like would may, really get you into that? to that movie what do you want to see what are you expecting to see oh i have no expectations no expectations at all (laughs) (laughs) are you looking well so a lot of people are excited about black panther because ryan kugler is directing it Mm -hmm. you know he directed creed and fruitvale station Mm -hmm. and with black pan and 
and because of what Black Panther represents, I mean, his character being created in the 60s mm-hmm. and like being the king and leader of this African country that has the best in technological advances mm-hmm. uh, in the world. They have, you know, they have all this vibranium that's being metal alloy that's being used. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, a you know, a character who's like powerful and like independent. It's like basically right. like... You know, something that's like black pride, like, you know, right. like people really all about the Black Panther because of what it represents for like as far as black pride and stuff like that. Right. So are would you think they're going to make a movie, a Black Panther movie that's going to be like, like a black, <laughs> like a black movie, a black movie. <laughs> like they say Creed is a black movie, you know, like right. it's, a, it's, it's ostensibly a Rocky film. But with Ryan, Ryan Coogler's hands, when he co-wrote it and directed it, it's like a black movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, the characters, the the culture that's presented is like, yo, this this is a black movie. So you think that's going to be the same thing in Black Panther? Like, how would that go over? Like, it's it's still going to be like a huge multi you know multi hundred million dollar yeah. movie, tentpole movie, but it's going to be like really black. <laughs> <laughs> We've never seen that before. We've never seen a movie of that scale. Be black, you know. <laughs> be black. I mean, Why are you saying like, be black? Well, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I understand that's something that that that's that's very informative of black culture represents no, yeah, it. Know you know, mm-hmm. like because you see it in smaller films all the time, but not well, something course, that's going to yeah. be like this this, this high profile. Yeah, this you know, Marvel. And I'd be interested yeah. to see how how they do it. Like, I, if people are going to come out for it, I, you know. I was just going to say, like, I guess I would just. You know, I'm just wondering, like, I'm wondering what they're going to do for it. Um, you know, I mean, obviously it's going to be, I assume, set in modern day times. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna be, you know, um, just, you know, just going so it's not going to be It's not going to be slaves. It's not going to be marches on Washington, like, you know, typical black movies. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? God, no. That's like, we've, we've seen enough of that. We've seen it, yeah. I've seen enough of that. I've had my fill. But no, I, I mean, I assume, like... Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be black, as you said. Like, no, I think it's... But, yeah, how the how people will respond to it and will they co- go out for it? I mean... That's a good question. I mean, because these Marvel movies up to this point have pretty much been not only critic-proof, but they've been box office successes. Yeah. You know, seem, seemingly each movie making more than the previous movie mm-hmm. in a particular series. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see, like, is Black Panther going to... Is gonna is it gonna make two hundred million? You mm-hmm. know, I mean the bar has been set. I mean when you yeah. have movies like Ant Man, like whoever, no one thought they would make a movie about Ant Man. Let's get that out the way, man. How did Ant Man do? Ant Man made one hundred and eighty million domestic, which is amazing considering the subject matter. It's like about a guy who gets small as an ant and has <laughs> yeah. the strength of an ant. And then you know? Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy, like characters that no one outside of actual comic book readers knew about. Mm-hmm. And it's a space opera, you know, kind of action comedy that made like $330 million domestic. Wow. Which is amazing. Like, that was huge. That is huge. I mean, I think that puts it at number three on the list. Maybe wow. number, maybe number three or number four on the on the Marvel Cinematic Universe list. Like it made a ton of money, wow. you know. So it's like if those movies can make a lot of money, like I'm expecting no less than two hundred million for Black Panther. Maybe two fifty, you know. Yeah, I mean, you figure all the comic book people, they're hardcore. Right, the hardcore comic people—they're gonna, go they're gonna go see it they're unless see they're everything. like you know racist. racist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> unless they're the that 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 weird like demographic cross section of. 
racist Trump supporters <laughs> who read comic books. <laughs> you know, unless you get that cross section, right. I think the comic book readers are going to you know go see it. Black folks are going to go out. To you see know, it. it's coming out Black History Month, right? Oh, Black oh my god, twenty eighteen Black History Month twenty eighteen is going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be on fire. <laughs> I mean, and that, and it be the and it would be the first one. Well, not the first one, because Doctor Strange comes out in November, mm-hmm, but right. it'll be the second Marvel movie of this run to not come out during, like, the summer months. Not to come out between, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. April or May or April May, May to right. August, because mm-hmm. all of them come during that period. So, mm-hmm. it's going to be different. It's, it's going to be a tentpole movie that comes out in February, so... Do you think they're doing a disservice by having it come out then? Do you think they're setting it up because, like, you know, it's not... It might. I mean, because those kinds of movies don't ever come out in February, you know? Yeah, and it's kind right. of weird. And it's like, I mean, are they setting it up for failure? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Are that they trying to hook us up? Like, I mean, we got a movie I mean, for you. <laughs> it's like, it's weird because, like... During your month. <laughs> when, when, they were, when they were in pre-production of this movie and they were talking about they, they confirmed they were going to make it, they greenlit it, mm-hmm. all the rumors of the directors that were in line to direct. You had Ava DuVernay. Right. I think F. Gary Gray's name was in the mix at one point, um, you know, and then and eventually it went to Ryan Coogler. And mm-hmm. I, when they were doing that, I was thinking, cool, like, it'd be cool if Ava DuVernay can direct this. Right. And, but then it's like, because it's like a black person directing like this Marvel, you know, because it'll be the first black person. Right. But then on the other hand, I felt like, why are y'all waiting till the black movie come out to try to get a black director? Right. What's all this about? Yeah. And that, and that kind of made me feel, feel some kind of way because mm-hmm. it's like, I'm glad. But on the other hand, it's like, but why couldn't you consider these black directors mm-hmm. for, you know, Iron Man uh, 3 yeah. or Captain America 3 or for Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, Galaxy, like any of Doctor them. Strange. Any of them. Why, why weren't black people considered for that? Like, it, it was only for the Black Panther that these names, black names came came up. And and luckily so, though, because, because. would we want a white director? Well, yeah, I know, this, I know, know, but I'm just saying. But like, no, 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 I say, I know, I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, why wait? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, of course, I think it'd be nice if a black director directed Black Panther but I also think if it's a black director got the opportunity to direct Doctor Strange as well mm-hmm. and but they're doing the same thing with Captain Marvel as well Captain Marvel is like it's a female superhero like mm-hmm. they're looking at women to direct that and I'm like oh see that's yeah and, and Ava DuVernay's name came up for Captain Marvel as well I was like mm-hmm. okay it's cool you want to get a woman to direct this but why didn't women direct the mm-hmm. other movies I mean there was a woman who was slated to direct um Thor 2 mm-hmm but then that didn't work out for... I don't remember what the reason mm-hmm. was. She's a director. She had worked on... Um, I think she had worked on Game of Thrones before or something like that. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Nice. But that didn't work out. So, you know, they're trying to find a woman to direct this. Like, why weren't women considered for Doctor Strange or Ant-Man? Yeah, yeah. So it's like... It's kind of weird. It's nice to give an opportunities, but then it kind of feels like pandering. Like... Yeah. And the, and the director's slate is already set for the other movies. Like, the new Avengers is going to be directed by the same guys and written by the same guys who wrote and directed... Winter Soldier and Civil War. Mm. So same guy, the same writing and directing teams mm-hmm. are doing the, the the next two Avengers movies. So those are already settled. Guardians of the Galaxy two is directed by the same guy that did Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy one. Mm-hmm. Thor three already has a director in play. So it's like all the other, with, with the exception of Captain Marvel, all the other movies coming out in the future have already secured their director. So yeah, I mean we'll see if they add more people of color mm-hmm. to the <laughs> to the list. And women. And women, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, because I assume if they do a Black Widow movie ever, they'll probably look for a woman to do that. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. How do you feel about Black Widow movie? Would you see a Black Widow movie? Yeah, I think her story would be interesting. Yeah. Or, or they can do a show. 
They're not going to do a show. ScarJo ain't doing no TV show now. Well, I mean, they don't have to have her, obviously. But uh, If it ain't ScarJo, I don't think people want to watch it. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it'd be good. Like, Because I think it's time that we have another, like, female spy movie. I mean, mm-hmm. we've, you know, you had Angelina Jolie doing, like, Thought. And mm-hmm. then, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And, you know, it'd be nice to have, like, another... <laughs> the tourist, but... <laughs> I never it saw that, so... Kind of a spy yeah, action a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it'd be nice if they did like a, a Black Widow movie. I'm like, I'm not like, you know, clamoring for like, oh, we need a Black Widow movie. But mm-hmm. if they decide to do one, I would see it. Like, it'd be, yeah, totally it'd be good action. I mean, she, ScarJo's good at doing the action sequences that she's proven time and time again in these movies. Mm-hmm. She proved it in Lucy, which was good for like 25, <laughs> 30 minutes and it became crap. So Lucy was like... Oh, man, it's such a disappointing movie. It, it just, was so disappointing. It just, just got worse and worse I know. as it went on. It, it was started amazing. off so awesome. And then, and then it just got... To me, it was like... It ex- and I said it when it came out. Sucked. It was an, God, it it was sucked. an exis- existential art house flick. You know, pondering the meaning of life. Disguised mm-hmm. as an action movie. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, you think, oh, this is going to be a cool action movie, but it was really just some like philosophical, philosophical mumbo jumbo existential thing. And I'm like, you know Which what? I didn't mind that, but it just failed hard at the end. Like, I mean, it just, towards the middle of the end, it just, it just, yeah, it, it just was, got like, what? Like, no, it was so bad, but, but we digress. I, I would see. Yeah, I, I would definitely see a Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that Marvel should do that. They should do kind of like the approach that they're doing with Disney. Disney is doing with the uh, Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Uh, every other every year, a new Star Wars film is slated to come out. Right. With the main Star Wars story coming out one year. And the next year, they're doing like a side story or a prequel. So mm-hmm. last year, Force Awakens came out. Then this year, Rogue One, which is kind of like a prequel that takes place before... A New Hope right, that, comes out. By the way, that preview of that movie, I wasn't excited. You were excited for Rogue One? No, it seemed a little boring, but maybe just, it was just the trailer. Well, it's just it the teaser. It was the, it was teaser, the, it was yeah. the initial teaser. They're not going to show was, much in the teaser. Yeah, it was kind of... Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry I was disappointed. I wasn't excited about it. <laughs> were you excited about The Force Awakens, though? Because you're not a Star Wars person. So were you excited when you saw The Force um, Awakens trailer? Yeah, it looked exciting. Wow. Oh. Okay. Exciting. Yeah. Well. So, well, we'll see. But yeah. Um, I think yeah they should do that like you know the main story then a smaller movie and mm-hmm. then they're gonna do the main story you know episode eight's coming out next year and then after that it's gonna probably be the Han Solo like prequel movie or whatever mm-hmm. and I think Marvel should take the same approach like you can have these huge tempo movies with like all the Avengers but then you could do like a smaller movie on a smaller budget with like more of a side character like they could do a Black Widow film where mm-hmm. the budget's what 75 million or so you know you don't need much I mean look at Deadpool Deadpool was 50 million dollar you know That's negative amazing. cost budget mm-hmm. and made it made money. like 300 million dollars like Deadpool had a relatively small budget in comparison to the other mm-hmm. superhero movies and it did well so if you could you could do a Black Widow for 50 maybe 75 million mm-hmm. and do that with other like side characters others you know other people and other characters you can do a movie with that you don't have to pull the whole gang together and spend 250 million dollars on so they should probably take that approach to kind of like bridge the gap between the big movies mm-hmm what do you think? Um, this is still Marvel, but off the topic of uh, the movie. Oh. Um, just speaking of all these like things that you're talking about, like side characters. Now that we know, if you haven't heard, um, Agent Carter. If you're an Agent Carter fan, was canceled. 
Um, ABC canceled that. Um, what do you think about them doing a movie? Oh, Agent Carter? Yeah. Nah. You don't think that'd be exciting? Because some uh, some of the tweets I was reading, like some people were like, "Man, it would have been nice to see her get to the point of starting she or like how Shield came to be." Yeah, they never so, they never got to the point where yeah, they formed. Yeah, I would be interested in that. Like, I don't need much more than that, but I would like to see like yeah. that part. You yeah, know, what if they kinda, do like a little yeah. movie about that? Yeah, if 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 that was the plot, if mm-hmm. they explained how Shield came about, mm-hmm. I would probably watch that. that. I'd be interested in that. But if it's mm-hmm. like a you know, just basically like a typical like Agent Carter like episode. No, you know, yeah, I'm yeah. like no. But if, if you if you talk about how she helped form Shield, right? Then that'd be something I would I would be that'd interested be really in. interesting. Yeah. I mean, they could, sure they could do a lot with that. Yeah, they could. Like they can throw like you know fifty million dollars at mm-hmm. that seventy five million to make it like a a, a bridge type movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Hedy Atwell could shoot it next summer on her hiatus from her new show. That'd be a g- <laughs> good idea. There we go. If anybody from Marvel is listening, holla. I doubt anyone from Marvel is listening to our little podcast. <laughs> Never know. All right. Well, Any other thoughts about the no, movie? No, that's it. I really enjoyed it. I recommend mm-hmm. people go see it if they haven't. Yeah, but, it's but if great. you listen to this podcast and you haven't seen it, like you pretty much been spoiled. spoiled. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. But maybe some people want to know about it before they go see it. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or go see it again. And, right. You know. Like I said. You, Read the Wikipedia on it. Go watch the other movies in order beforehand. Mm-hmm. Captain America 1, Captain America 2. Yeah, yeah. Age of Ultron, and then Civil War. Go in that order, and then you should be all caught up. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, it looks like that's our time, That's our time, Steven. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you and so much. I'm going to give out the information for people to find us. Okay. You can find us at on Twitter at J T T O U podcast and at Nipsey and you are at Trey Riffic. Mm-hmm. Also you can find us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um and our podcast is all over the place. We're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Stitcher, S- Stitcher SoundCloud, SoundCloud, Tune In. Just do a search for Just the Two of Us podcast, all of that. If you just do Just the Two of Us, you might get a song by Bill Withers. But if you do Just the Two of Us podcast, you'll get you Tracy will and Steven. find us. Yes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. So thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye.